1: What'd you think of the uh, do rant? Did you like it?
0: <laughs> Did you were you
1: entertained by it?
0: Uh, mm, I you know I was kind of indifferent. I thought it was kind of stupid. To be honest with you, on on Kevin's part, uh, I, I guess my my overall takeaway is I, I, I'm sorry, Kevin, but ha- having you know been a fellow member of the Athletic, I, I people don't give a shit about the pick and roll in the third quarter against the Lakers on Monday night. Like he, your story. You could argue with football over Kevin Durant's free agency, because he he's the number one free agent of all these guys, and it's a you know Clay Kawhi. I mean, guy, they have another major free agent named Clay Thompson. It's not even a story, because everyone knows like yeah, they max him, he'll just stay. Like Kevin, you, you, the story is the number one story in the league, in the league. Why, why are you so mad? I, I I'm sorry, we can't just talk basketball. You, you, we we want to know whether you're staying or going. That's just you know, that's what people well, care about. Yeah, and then the other thing was,
1: there are a couple ways I want to go at this. I also want to ask you what your favorite moment from the Durant was. Um, but a few things here that stand out to me. Here's my, my overall takeaway is is that it's that Kevin's almost 31, right? This is not a guy who's been in the league for two or three years. And it's not a guy that has um, not already been through some NBA trauma, in the sense of what his free agency was and the way, um, you know, he got treated, especially in like the year right after that, there have been a lot of things that have happened in his NBA career. I don't know about his personal, but his NBA career that I would think would have add would add some perspective. I, I, for me, I always look at it like, and this is on such a, a a minuscule level relative to the stuff that Kevin gets. But I remember early doing a radio show, like what year is this? Twenty nineteen. So. You know, like 10, 12, 13 years ago, like when social media was kind of new, I didn't quite understand how to deal with it. Then you learn pretty quickly, oh, there's a really easy way to deal with it. You just don't take anything personally. I know it's easier to say than to do, but it's amazing to me that that part of the game here, it doesn't feel like he's handling that any better. I don't know. Maybe it used to bug him more than it does now. But so much of this is not really just the reporter aspect of it. You read, like I read what, what Marcus wrote. Some of this is just the stuff that happens on social and he's always just consuming, 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 consuming. And that can, it can make it make any, it's, you're a human. I get it. Like it just, it can make you sick. It can make you crazy. But the reason that I think he had so much attention in that room the other night, it wasn't because he's a free agent, John. It's because he hasn't talked for nine days starting on the day that the Knicks cleared a bunch of cap space. Like that's like it's not that he's going to be a free agent and he's not telling people we want to know where you're going. It's not that he's not giving us the answer is that he went radio silent on the day that the place that people think
0: he's going to go traded Christophs. Well, that's why when he when he kind of snapped and he said, Ethan, Ethan's like, well, it's kind of weird. You know, like I, I do think, listen, the media has been wrong before, you know, taking a agenda oh. level angle. This one, I think, was like you said, they just traded this guy for cap space only. And then you go silent like I, we're just adding up the pieces here. This shit is weird. And now you're freaking out like this is making it extra weird, you know? Yeah. So, Kevin, you've left before. Probably beside, wouldn't you say, the last ten years, LeBron leaving to Miami is by far the biggest free agent move. Probably you could argue one of the biggest ones ever. Yeah, it's the biggest one of my like you know I Reggie uh, Reggie
1: White or what yeah, I, you know Barry Bonds leaving whatever, but LeBron yeah. for me and you and people. In their early 30s, probably. I don't, I'd be interested to hear if there's anything that comes I'd close. Say,
0: I'd say Shaq going to Lakers was pretty big back in the day. Yep, that's up there,
1: too, for sure. But the spectacle of yeah, the that modern media is what took LeBron to a whole other level, too.
0: For sure. And wouldn't you say – you could put Shaq right up there. Kevin leaving OKC to the Warriors is prob- not just in our lifetime. You could argue now there was a period of time when you couldn't leave. It's one of the biggest moves ever, Right. <laughs> It changed the landscape. It didn't totally change because they were already really good. Right. But but it did solidify them that they were going to keep winning. So, Kevin, you've been through this before. And it, I what I don't understand when he's kind of looking for this validation, whether he's better than LeBron or I'm a champion now that he can just never quite get. Kevin, there's not like – like there is a scoreboard in the sport you play right? You either win or lose a game. You either win or lose a series. You either win or lose a championship. It's pretty black and white. Like, we either make money or lose money on the podcast. It's it's pretty black and white. When you try to go like, are you the best podcast? How do you quantify that? You know, are you the best player? It's like, Kevin, first off, there are going to be some people that think that. A majority of people probably won't think that, and rightfully so. You're not better than LeBron. (laughs) I, I got news for you, and there's no shame in that. But if you're Chasing that, like, is no place to kind of, uh, I don't know, validate that opinion that's in concrete, right? Well, it's just like in this – it just is in like this Twitter or social media world that, like, half of it is just going to be to fuck with you, Kevin. So I, I can't even imagine what his mentions look like, but yeah. like you said, half of them are just – a guy sitting for, a guy might be trading stocks, making five hundred K bored and just messing with them. Not serious at all. Well, and that's might- that's what
1: you learn. That you said that better than I said it earlier. That's what you learn about social media is a lot of it is
0: people just fucking around.
1: Quick interruption to tell you this podcast is brought to you by Eaze, E-A-Z-E.com.
0: Use the promo code ham. Get twenty bucks off your first order. And any purchase over fifty dollars is a free delivery. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Berries.com. Go to Sherry's Berries' website, B-E-R-R-I-E-S,
1: Berries.com. Click on the microphone. Use the promo code HAM. Order Berries for Valentine's. People who kind of think, like, I would say this to him if he was my friend, but you don't view him as your friend, so you take it a different way. People just want to be mean. I mean, whatever. But it's a lot of people just acting a fool, so to speak, John. Now, I will say this, and I'm convinced of this, and I really do believe this to be true. I think, because... You know, in sports, we do get pretty preoccupied with counting rings, especially in basketball when it comes to comparing people to Michael. I think if Kevin Durant won two rings with Russell Westbrook, played his whole career in Oklahoma City, and they won two rings together, I think that would be viewed more favorably than if he, whatever, ends his career with five, right? Maybe even if he had just won one in Oklahoma City that would be viewed more favorably as if he had ended his career with whatever he's going to end it with now. Um, I know we get caught up in counting the rings and you feel like if I'm going to be viewed on the level of Michael or on the level as LeBron, I need to have rings that match up with that. But the fact is, we argue with, with with rings as a tiebreaker a lot. But when we talk about the greatest players of all time, like when you hear arguments about Larry or Magic, do people really bring up The rings first? I I, I don't think they do. That's my perception of that argument. I don't think they do. When people argue about Kobe or whoever, you know, I mean, the rings, all that stuff is a part of the argument, but it's really about the players. And maybe he just needed to leave Oklahoma City. I don't know. But I wonder if he miscalculated a little that just getting rings would shut people up because it's not – really the way it works when we
0: start arguing about guys that's a great point guy i also think the reason you do it with michael is because larry and magic had just happened and they had what a combined eight rings larry won three magic won five and they were just dominated the decade so think about that guy that's eight rings in a 10-year span <laughs> that's pretty nuts between yeah. the two yeah but it was like michael had to to fly past that which wasn't easy and he did but it's like you'd go Michael, Larry, and Magic would you know any basketball person would say if Michael's one, the other two guys are sprinkling you know a Bill Russell whatever are top you know five six players. Like you said, you're never gonna be Michael, but you're clearly gonna be in the mix to be a top seven eight nine guy. You you're, you've already racked up two. You're gonna get a third ring that. At the end of the day, when people remember what you stood for in 20 years, they'll be like, oh, that, you know, Kevin Durant won an MVP, was All-NBA 15 times, one of the greatest scorers ever, three or four championships. Like, you were already validated with these championships. So you're just chasing this ghost of I don't, don't know what. And it feels like we're a little, I think, uh, jaded's probably the wrong word, but maybe lucky's the right word. Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Steph and Clay, there are zero drama. None. And Draymond's really is not like NBA drama. It's more something you'd see like in the NFL, right? Like, bro, just calm down. Like you can't always be getting penalties. You know, it's it's just – it's not necessarily something that has ever – it did the one time with LeBron James, but it's not like – I didn't think Draymond necessarily snapped when he like hit him in the nuts or whatever. But like he's really for the most part – when it's not cutting time and winning time in big series, you can always depend on him, and he's got his to shit together. Uh, it's weird to say because he is kind of crazy too, but that's in the NBA. You need someone kind of crazy, and he's the good kind of crazy that you can win chips with as your third or fourth best player. <laughs> so uh, to me, the people in this area that it, this is like kind of been the it was the perfect group before Kevin got here, and Kevin brought what you see all over the NBA just. Kind of like fluffy drama, like Kevin. Are you really bitching and moaning about some article about your free agency when you are a free agent and you're one of the biggest, best players in the history of the game? Like, yeah, that would always be a story. Well, like if and, Michael Jordan was a free agent or Kobe was a free like that is a big deal.
1: And as Ethan wrote after the fact, and now you just kind of fan the flames with this press conference, right? You don't help anything. You make it worse because you don't really articulate a a new idea to anybody. You you play the grow up card. Like you said this to me before we started the podcast and you're right. It was pretty tame in there. Like people were asking it, asking direct professional questions and then Kawakami hits him with a basketball question. And that's when he gets up and leaves because that's really what he wanted to do. He doesn't want the basketball questions either. I know what you guys want to talk about. And he's right. Like you said, nobody cares about the pick and roll coverage really. But the the point Ethan made was this team is playing out of its mind good basketball right now, like they just seamlessly work Demarcus Cousins in in the middle of the season, they are kicking people's asses, and this is the story, and it's not a story because he's a free agent like you said. Clay's a free agent, it's a story because it has to be a story for all these other reasons, and it, it's
0: wearing people out. It, it's got. It's wearing, be wearing him out.
1: It, it's got. If like you be watch him play, it
0: like- wears him out. Yeah, it does. It's got to be wearing staff and some of these guys out. Like, oh my, God, I can't keep talking about this. Fucking a, just, just say you're leaving. We we be better off. Like, yeah, this is gonna be my last three months. We would be better off that way. I, I think I think it's fair to say. I don't I don't know if I buy. That. <laughs> no, probably not. But it would have been better. But but I think it's fair to say we all assume he's going to leave. Right. So would he have been better off just not even talking? Like, clearly he's really mad over something that's kind of stupid. And again, Kevin, your free agency, I, you like it or not, and, and he should understand this, is a is beyond a gigantic story. I think it's the biggest story in the NBA because Anthony Davis is not a free agent. You got to trade for him. Uh, Kawhi just doesn't really talk, so yeah, he's in. A, he's this probably second best player in this class, but it's basically like he's either going to Toronto, or he's going go to go the Clippers, right? It's pretty. It's one or the other. With Kevin, it's like. Damn, Kevin Durant went to the Mavericks. I, I think he is a big curveball because he wouldn't really shock you if he did something kind of out of left field. And that's why I think people are like, what's your deal? And I, I think part of his deal that we figured out is he truly is an all-time sensitive elite player. Because I, Marcus I also wrote this. Maybe Ethan did. Both of them are just crushing it. That what's crazy about Kevin being sensitive is these last couple years, like since he's come here, He's become a crunch time killer. You know, like he is a fucking assassin on the court now. You know, like big, mo- nothing phases him. But yet off the court, he's still kind of the same guy that he was five or six years ago, really sensitive. It's weird, you know. Usually like, when you take the step with your game, it kind of goes with you. Right.
1: They like, all give LeBron credit. Usually it's the other way around. It's the personal exactly. stuff leads to the, evol- to the, you know, you become, like Chris Peterson likes to say, have your house in order. And it affects the way you play in a positive way.
0: Like, do you remember, it's kind of crazy, it's so long ago now. It kind of used to phase LeBron. Like, there was this notion that he wasn't clutch or whatever. And then he kind of broke through that barrier, and he's never looked back. Like, nothing you can really say about him faces him. He's just, because it, it just kind of is what it is. It's in concrete. His legacy's set. We know he's a fucking badass. Like, Kevin, we all know you are a badass. That's, that's the one thing since coming to the Warriors, no one can, like, no one even disputes now. Yeah, Kevin Durant's one the- best players I've ever seen, <laughs> you know, it's right. like no one even disputes, you know, he's, he might, you know, he's a he's got a little melt. No, he's a killer. You, he can be your best player on a championship team and average 40 in the finals. You know, he's just. Yeah. Uh, John, look him. It, it, God, you just you're clarifying everything here as we talk through this, him
1: leaving OKC and becoming a warrior has has not injured his legacy as a player at all like what we think of the player like we're not like i think
0: i think it's taken it to another level yeah
1: it's it's we he is not losing any points for playing with great players as a player but in terms of like the legacy and where you fit into the big picture that's where it hurts him because we go okay it's i I know i eyeballed you and i think you're one of the all-time greats but i don't think we can just bring championships into this thing and start giving you tiebreakers based on championships i'm just gonna give you tiebreakers because you're one of the most unique players that's ever played the game. I, like I think, when it's all said and done, the arguments about Kevin and where he fits in, right? We're going to argue about is he a top five, is he a top ten player. I don't think anyone will use championships to support how great they think he is, and his greatness is going to stand on its own as just the player, rings or no rings. That's the irony again in this whole thing is, he's so good. He is he is of the level of player that is so superior that he doesn't like it's tiebreakers aren't rings it's just it, it, it's, he's so great you know well like think about you this, argue guy. about M- michael's unique but you start arguing about guys like we don't argue about rings michael versus lebron i mean people bring it up but it's not really in the conversation i don't uh,
0: know kind of well i mean
1: it's it, it becomes part of the conversation but i think you could like if we really just argue michael or lebron we start talking about the player it becomes like a one-on-one who would win or who made their teammates better or I don't know. I I think Kevin is of the level where the rings are not going to really help the argument.
0: Um, Well, I, I think you could make an argument for Kevin that when his career is all said and done, you would feel good if you were making a starting five from scratch in the history of the sport. You could name him a starter and people might not look at you that weird. Like that's where you're at, Kevin, or headed. So you're always fighting these battles. I don't think moving next year. Because uh, again, I, I I would say I land about ninety percent. It's sure feels, and I yeah, I was probably like eighty before, and that the other night, like I think he's gone. I don't necessarily think anything's going to change. If anything, it might become harder because if he goes to the Knicks and they were to get beat in the second round by the Sixers, no, no, it, it would just be worse. Yeah, and- no, I
1: I think the Hayes in the barn on this one, John.
0: Unfortunately for him, the only thing that can change is how he handles it. Yeah, and I and I think that. He is in such a unique spot with this guy that can always just kind of have your back and is always going to be pretty normal. Like he got to play with the modern day Tim Duncan, and he still wasn't really happy. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It's it's been a bizarre experience. Yet, just from an athletic standpoint, it's been one of the best. Just watching him play every night, you realize, goddamn. I mean, this guy is. I mean, he's basically like Steph Curry, seven feet tall meets you know like I don't even know I mean he's just an all-time unique outlier player but he's just got these personal demons of just lack of confidence I I don't know what quite it is and he gets so bothered and he's like why are you trying to self analyze me Kevin that's what we do I mean that's just part of this whole thing we've done it forever with Michael Jordan we've done it forever with sports I mean that's it's part of the it's where all this money comes from you know you can't I, I do. I do think it's pretty clear he wants to be the best player in the NBA. He would love that kind of having that uh, right next to his name. Like we we've basically been saying it about LeBron for ten years, and you can say it and no one looks at you funny. Uh, when you say a Kevin, the first response Ah, LeBron's better. And I think that kind of bothers him. Yeah. But like Kevin, that won't necessarily change. But who gives a shit? I mean, really, who cares? Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app.